0: Lord, we thank you for allowing us in your presence this evening. Father, we thank you for the prophetic word and the instruction that you're giving us because, Lord, you're saying now that you're sending the Holy Spirit, dear Lord. It's available to us. Dear Lord, we're not talking about the Spirit as the people of the world know it. Lord, you're talking about the same Spirit that you breathed upon the disciples. And when you breathed upon it, you told them to receive the Holy Spirit. And then this is the spirit that enables them to discern the words if they will have a heart to do it. This spirit is a spirit that steers up the people to receive the words because that's exactly what you show in Luke twenty-four forty-four and 45. And it's exactly what you're saying in Proverbs 1, 23, where if we will turn to you, you'll uh, pour out your spirit upon us and you'll cause us to know your words. And in uh, we see this in Luke 24, 44 to 45, where after you breathed on them the Spirit and told them to receive it, then you were able to say to them, these are the words I spoke to you when I was with you. But because they didn't have this Spirit, they weren't able to discern the words. And therefore, now that you're able to get them to understand the words or hear the words, you're able to open up the Scriptures to them so they can understand them. And, Lord, that is what you're trying to do with the people today. And, Lord, many people today get mixed up when I say to them that the law of the Old Testament, and I will go back and refer to some of these laws. And you said you never came to change one bit of the law, but you came to fulfill it. And Paul clarifies it in Romans 3 as being to establish it. And if people don't understand, they say, well, you're trying to put us back under the law, and that is absolutely untrue. Paul says, in this day, we are justified by the law of faith. And we need to understand that is a law, and that's in Romans three twenty-seven. What he's saying is the Old Testament law was the knowledge of sin. This is what he explains in Romans 3. Read it carefully. It's the knowledge of sin. In other words, you do this. If you don't do this, this this is going to create a sin. Because if somebody falls off your roof and you haven't protected it, and then it's your fault and the blood of them is on you. This, these are the kinds of laws. These are types of sins. But it also is a good guidance. If we see this law, it makes sense. We understand. We don't want to have anybody hurt. So this is a way. So we didn't change that law. It's still a quality law with a purpose. But the problem with the law is if we mistake on any of these laws, if we try to obey the laws of the Old Testament, live by them, then that is going to be what we're going to be judged by, because this is what we're telling God we want to be judged by. But Jesus came into the world to make known his words, the good news of his words, because his words are the summary of the law. In other words, the law. It's not the knowledge of sin we're talking about. That's what the Old Testament law really showed us was what was the knowledge of sin. Whereas now we're wanting to know the knowledge of truth. Truth is the knowledge of how to enable the good works to glorify God and do good for others. Jesus came into the world to pay the price of his blood by his flesh. He sacrificed himself, giving up all things of the world, to give up his blood, to pay the purchase price, to open the temple veil, that we can go in and hear the words of God. Faith is what is the answer. And faith is, as Paul teaches us, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. In other words, we have to ask you to receive these words of God that enable us to understand the scriptures. So people are judging when they hear of the words, they're judging the fact, oh, you're trying to get us to go back to the Old Testament law. Not true. Paul's explained it in Romans 3. He says, no, this is what faith is. Faith is hearing the word. Now the spirit is being moved and poured out at this time. According to the Lord, he's prophesying. He's sending out the Holy Spirit to guide our path. How are we guided in our path? Psalms 119 tells us by his words gives light to our path. His words are what gives us direction. His words enable us to understand the scriptures that enable us to understand the works of God and the plan of God and the timing of God and the way to enable the good things. Remember, we are a generation with a tremendous amount of work yet to do. Many people think we don't have anything to do. Well, God's going to correct all that because he's going to be complete economic destruction. He's going to be complete national destructions. These are coming because we've allowed these things to come upon us. But he's calling a people to set themselves apart from the nations and uh, of the peoples of the world. And he's telling us that, you know, that we're to be set apart by truth, which is what he says in John 17, 17. And that he's going to judge us by his words. I've been making known the words of God for the last 14 years. 14 years now on April 6th. 15 is a manifestation of grace, and I just pray that we will understand that Jesus gave his blood for the purpose of enabling us to enter into the holy of holy in heaven and receive these words. And when he paid that price of his blood, he's allowed to give us the Holy Spirit, which he says he's now pouring out on us, and those who have a heart to hear him and to be of the kingdom will hear these words, and the spirit that he's pouring out will move them and cause them desire to learn. We have the wonderful example of the disciples. At the crucifixion, everything was terrible for them. He, he had washed their feet and so forth and kept them so the devil couldn't harm them in that time because the people of the, of the Christ, of the Lord, wanted to destroy him. The rabbis, and the people, the soldiers, they wanted to destroy the disciples. But Jesus protected them by washing their feet which enabled the good works of God to keep them safe because his words guided their path and took them. The spirit moved them to where they weren't found and weren't chased after. And they were like hidden from the world. They were confused. The world was confused about them until they had their time of ministry. And when the Lord came, he breathed the spirit upon them to enable them to start receiving his words and start beginning to understand the way to enable the good works of God for the establishment of the kingdom. After the disciples died off, the words were lost. The people didn't keep it up. They didn't understand the greatness of his words. And at the time was prepared, not only that, it is the words that judge us. Therefore, it's the words that bring forth the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God cannot come till we receive the words of God because the kingdom is the words that are in us. And we don't understand that there are words of God that are set apart higher than ours with more power and authority and with authority that Satan can't touch them because he has no truth in him and he's not allowed to stop the truth. Once we turn to the truth and give it our all, then he cannot overcome us at this time until our work is done. And our work will be done because God is going to take up his kingdom at the rapture event. And that's before the Antichrist comes. But that's the Antichrist is not coming for seven years yet. According to what I can understand from the scriptures. Because he's coming at noon of the day of the Lord. And we're now at the morning. The beginning of the morning. The morning is seven years long. According to the prophecy of a time, a times, and a half time. Which the Lord himself declared. Of the Father. So we know that this is a set time, 24 and a half years, and we're 14 years into it, meaning we got 10 and a half years till the return of Christ with the saints behind him, which means that before the, the last 42 months, the people aren't here, but we should be out of here before the two witnesses come or at that same moment they come. So we know we're very short. But what I want to get across tonight is just the basic understanding that faith is a law. We are required to hear the words of God. According to John 17, 17, the Lord said to the Father, cause the people to be set apart by truth, which is your word. And the people today do not want to hear the words because they say, oh, you're trying to put us back under the law. No, I'm trying to fulfill your faith. The law of faith you have not fulfilled. The people think they have great faith, and the Lord tells them in the last days church, in Revelation 3, 14 and 22, that they are not, they're wretched and blind, and he tells them in Luke twenty-one, thirty-four, and thirty-six that they're caught in a snare, but they do not see. But the grace of God is that at this time he's pouring out his spirit, and those who will hear will come out of the world, and they will receive the knowledge of his words that enable the good works of God, because the words are just words. But the Spirit guides you to speak and do the words in the ways that will enable his good works. Yes, the law of Old Testament is a knowledge of sin. In other words, you do this or you fail. But the law of the words of God is that we turn our heart to receive his words in us. Remember that the people of the Old Testament did not want the words written in their heart. That's what God wanted them to receive, but they kept saying no. They wanted it taught by priests and so forth, so they were restricted by this, this interference. The Lord Jesus took that interference away, and now we can have our hearts circumcised so that it is a, our words are alive in our heart and the Spirit of God can be in us because we, until we pull ourselves out of the world and set ourselves apart for the kingdom of God, Desiring the kingdom wanting to do the way of the words of the kingdom to bring forth the good works of the kingdom. We are still under. Some kind of confusion. Yes. The Lord came to put an end to the law. Of the knowledge of sin basically what he's saying is this the knowledge of sin. This law is keeps us from sin if we break this it's sin. So we had to keep it. But. He came and paid the price and gave us the wonderful way so that all the Gentiles, even back in Genesis 12, the Lord told Abraham and showed him that the Gentiles will be justified by faith, which is hearing the words of God. And this is what we're missing. God is trying to cause his words to be made known. And for us to receive them. John seventeen, seventeen says it's a requirement. John uh, Joel two, twelve to twenty tells us it's a requirement, because this is the way we're sanctified in this day by his words. And he wants us to have a heart of flesh. So that we can understand from our heart with a desire to do good works, works of righteousness, love our enemy, love our neighbors, love all these people, let them judge themselves by the words, and therefore we will be justified by faith. The law of faith, as Paul says in Romans 3. It's a law. Jesus made it a law in John 17, 17, but we will not hear it. He told us we're going to be judged by that law because we're going to be judged by his words, John 12, 48. So we are required in this day to receive the law of faith, which is the law of hearing his words, which is exactly what Jesus says in John 17, 17. I'm going to end here because I just want to make this simple and for you to meditate on it and think about it. And you can read Galatians 5 and Romans 3 and so on. You'll begin to put this together and then read the example of the disciples in John 21, 20 and 21 and Luke 24. You'll see the words get involved. You'll see that he showed them the way of his words in John 21. He said, in this way, he manifested his way, which is his way to make known the words of God, which he says in John seventeen seventeen. And he told us if we don't receive his words, we don't love him. So all these people that are saying the words are wrong are saying that they don't love the Lord. Their pride is in the way. They have adultery. They have more, more desire of their own flesh and own desires to be boastful and prominent. Sorry, but that's the basic bottom line of it. So they really have idolatry. They have themselves set up as an idol, their own wisdom, their own knowledge. They're ignoring that Jesus came into the world to bear witness to the words of God. And he said he was wiser than Solomon. That would be wisdom if, uh, if I was anybody. I'd want to know that way. He made the world, the creation by his words. There's lots we don't know. Lots that we have to learn and we got to learn it quick. We must be sanctified so that we can bring forth and build the temple by the instruction. But he can't do that until we're holy. Because it's a holy temple built by holy hands. Serving him and by the way of his words that he will speak for. It will be done because the Lord said there will be Gentiles justified by faith. He said in this day in Daniel 12, 9 and 10 that many will be Purified, made white, and refined, many is usually one-third He said he'd bring one-third through the fire. You'll see in the the bold judgments or excuse me the trumpet judgments during the morning for those people who reject the word that he's going to cause like one tr- one-third of the trees to be burned up, for example, you'll see this one-third pop up continuously. It's because he called the people to come out and be of his one-third, but they would not come. And because they persecuted the one-third, these of the wicked will be punished. That's the plagues coming upon them. And that's the trumpet judgments also coming upon them, which is separate from the plagues of 18:4, Revelation 18.4. I pray this is helpful, that it might just be simple and clear enough that maybe we will listen and remember the example that the disciples first got the Spirit, then they got the knowledge of the words, but they weren't given the power until Pentecost. In the meantime, they were to be zealous to learn and seek out the knowledge of truth and gather together and stir up love and good works between each other, which is what he says in Hebrews 10, 24 to 31, which we're required to do at this time. Let us believe and let us understand the glory and the, and the wording of John 15:7. It says if we abide in him and abide in his words. All that we desire be done for us. And We want to overcome the world. We want to prepare the temple and we want the kingdom to come. Let us do that because that is our service that we are required to perform in this time. Let us take up that banner. Let us take up that walk. Let us take up that joy. And just praise the Lord at this time. And give peace to one another. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We ask, We thank you for your promise that the Spirit is now available to the people to stir them up to hear the word. Because what the Lord wants to do now is get you to have faith. Faith comes by hearing, and if your hearing and understands the words, then you'll understand the words that overcome the world that Satan has no power against, as it's made known in Revelation 12, 16. He goes away from them because he can't overcome the power. Lord, we thank you and praise you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.